4: Good Wednesday morning,
5: the July 4th holiday is in the
4: book and while many are still celebrating others are heading back home and back to work amid some severe weather coast to coast. It's July 5th. This is today. Nature's fireworks millions once again at risk for dangerous thunderstorms today after severe weather put a damper on Independence Day celebrations some spots even getting hit with holiday hail and record heat could be on the way from Oregon to Florida, Dylan's tracking the wild weather across the country. White House mystery, a plastic bag believed to be cocaine discovered in the West Wing, setting off a major investigation searching for the source of the suspected drugs. The latest details straight ahead. New home discussions now underway surrounding a potential prisoner swap for the American journalist detained in a Russian prison for more than three months now as President Putin speaks out for the first time since that armed rebellion threatened Moscow last month. We're live from the region. Swimming with sharks at beaches packed with holiday crowds, some unwelcome fins spotted in the waves. Encounters racking up this summer, and it comes as a South Carolina woman was killed in an apparent alligator attack. What you need to know. Those stories. not threading lightly. I kind of
6: I enjoy being
4: doubted. Mark Zuckerberg takes on Twitter, launching a new competitor, hoping to lure away users and escalate his battle with Elon Musk. So how big is the threat from the new Threads app? Today, Wednesday, July 5th, 2023. From NBC
3: News, this is Today with Savannah Guthrie and Hoda Kotb. Live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza.
4: And a very good morning to you. Welcome to today. Thanks so much for joining us on this Wednesday morning. Savannah and Hoda off this week. Chanel is back in this morning. You picked a good, good morning.
5: morning. We begin with more extreme weather today from coast to coast, including a brutal heat wave bringing record high temps from Oregon all the way to Florida, while millions are on alert for another day of severe storms, similar to the ones that disrupted several July 4th events, like the annual hot dog eating contest here in New York.
4: Add to all that Poor air quality, air quality affecting major cities like Chicago, Philadelphia, Washington, D.C. In fact, this is a live look right now over New York City. You can see how thick that that air is right now. We've got it all covered this morning, all angles, including some new concerns over shark sightings and attacks at some beaches along the East Coast. Dylan does have some good news in the forecast in just a few moments. But let's start once again with Emily Aketa. She's out on New York's Coney Island. Emily, good morning.
0: Good morning to you both. I'll start with the good news. Some of the nation's biggest fireworks displays were a go last night, including in New York City, despite bouts of lightning and torrential rain. But we also witnessed the sheer force of these unrelenting storms. Here in Coney Island, two people were rushed to the hospital after a lightning strike as other parts of the country today brace for more severe weather. Mother Nature lit up the nation's skies with 4th of July fireworks all her own. As millions from coast to coast dealt with a holiday full of extreme heat and severe storms. From the Rockies to the East Coast, scattered storms disrupted a host of Independence Day festivities, clearing out beaches in New Jersey and abruptly pausing Coney Island's famed hot dog eating contest. As soon as we saw that first lightning, that's it, cut it off. Nearby, the New York Fire Department reporting two people were rushed to the hospital after a lightning strike. Out West, it was the scorching heat that put a damper on holiday plans, fueling wildfires in Washington and Arizona and canceling some nearby 4th of July events. At the nation's airports, more than 450 flights canceled and another 4,200 delayed Tuesday. At one point, there were ground stops at all three of New York City's major airports, adding to a week of travel chaos amid record holiday travel. NBC News learning United Airlines plans to reduce its schedule to give even more spare gates and buffer, especially during thunderstorm season. But despite the wild weather, Americans' patriotism shining through. Baseball fans singing during a rainy game at Fenway Park. And the USS Constitution, the Navy's oldest commissioned warship, setting sail under stormy skies. As families and friends flock to the beach, barbecues, and fireworks. Dazzling skylines nationwide, celebrating America's 247th birthday. And July 4th may have passed, but the celebrations will continue. From South Dakota to Colorado to New Jersey, dozens of Independence Day festivities were postponed because of the weather to later this week, even later this month. For those who are starting to look to head home from the holiday, just remember, you will be in good company. A record 50 plus million people took to the skies and roadways this July 4th. So as we always say, Craig, pack
7: your patience. That's exactly,
4: right. just just breathe. Oh, yeah. Emily Ketaforce, Emily, thank you. All right, Dylan
5: is tracking where the storms are headed Next. You're in Al this morning. Good morning to you. Good
7: morning, guys. You said breathe, you know, and with the humidity out there, it's actually a little difficult. It's just very, very heavy feeling outside. And because of that, we do have those pop up thunderstorms that are going to continue this time around. It looks like most of the activity will be back through the plains just west of Wichita right now and also extending up into the uh, upper Midwest. And it will eventually move into the Chicago area, St. Louis, including uh, Amarillo, Tulsa, Dodge City. We could see wind gusts over 60 miles per hour. Hail could be an inch or more in diameter. And those would be your two biggest threats with tornadoes, uh, not as likely uh, with this round of storms. It's that cold front, though, that's slowly creeping to the east and out ahead of it. It's still very hot and humid up and down the East Coast. Temperatures well up into the 90s. But you combine that with a cold front, and that's why we do have the chance of some thunderstorms. We also have heat warnings, heat advisories scattered across the West Coast, back through uh, even Oklahoma, down into Texas, also down into Florida. But upstate New York, too, expecting those hot, hot temperatures today. We could see records across parts of the New England area, also down through Florida with highs in the mid 90s. New Orleans close to a record, a record. Tucson, 109 degrees, close to that record of 111. And again, most of the eastern half of the country dealing with the humidity, too. That makes it very dangerous to be outside for too long. So make sure you stay hydrated. All right,
4: Dylan, thank you. All right. And we'll come back to Dylan in just a few moments for that full forecast. Meanwhile, this morning, we are learning a bit more about that deadly mass shooting in Philadelphia Monday night. Seven people shot shot. Five of them killed. And this morning, police say they are confident they have the person responsible in custody. This, as we hear from devastated family members of those victims. NBC's George Solis is covering this story for us from Philly, has some new details about that incident and really a wave of gun violence taking place this holiday week. George, good morning. Yeah, Craig, good morning. Fourth of July's
8: celebrations delayed a bit here in Philadelphia because of weather. But the show did go on. The mayor promising security was going to be airtight. But this shooting in Philadelphia at the forefront of everyone's minds. And it is following a number of violent shootings over the holiday week, including one in D.C. overnight. A community reeling in disbelief after a wild shootout in Philadelphia the night before Independence Day. Sound like fireworks. Five people killed including one teen, his mother speaking out, addressing the shooter.
7: You shot towards children and innocent children that had nothing to do with anything. And my son happened to be one of the people that get killed. I hope you get everything you deserve.
8: Also among the injured, twin toddlers. One shot in the leg, the other injured by shattered glass as they sat in their mother's car. This morning... Police say the suspect responsible for the chaos is behind bars, pending charges.
5: Such an act of violence is abhorrent and goes against everything we stand for
8: in this community. New traffic camera footage appearing to show a person dressed in all black with a rifle. Police only confirmed with NBC News this video is part of their investigation. On Monday night, when police arrived at the scene, The gunman was still firing. On what was supposed to be a beautiful summer evening, this armed and armored individual wreaked havoc. Officers worked quickly to scoop victims to safety while pursuing the suspect into an alleyway where they were taken into custody. Based upon limited information I I have that we do not see a basis for concluding that that person's discharge of a firearm was illegal. The shooting, just one of a terribly violent stretch of days on this holiday week, Deadly gunfire broke out Monday night in both Fort Worth, Texas and Wichita, Kansas, and a mass shooting Sunday in Baltimore at a block party, injuring 28 people and killing two.
9: I feel like we're in a war. Why we have guns? Why kids have guns?
8: Yeah, Craig, and President Biden has spoken out about the gun violence, calling for stricter gun control back here in Philadelphia. We're expecting that suspect to be in court today where more charges are expected to be announced. Craig...
4: George Silley is for us. George, thank you.
5: Let's turn to Washington now and a mystery at the White House. The Secret Service now investigating a white powdery substance discovered in a work area Sunday in the West Wing. The substance tested positive for cocaine in a preliminary field test. NBC senior White House correspondent Kelly O'Donnell has the latest.
10: This morning, an unusual who-done-it in the West Wing. According to sources familiar, the Secret Service is investigating the discovery of a small plastic bag being tested for cocaine after a preliminary result was positive for the illegal drug. This began Sunday night when local authorities were called after a routine inspection found the bag in a common area of the West Wing where many staffers and visitors pass through daily. Investigators will check cameras and entrance logs to try to determine how the suspected drug was left in a secure area. President Biden and his family were away at the time, but home to host a massive summer party on the 4th of July.
7: Today's America's Day, America's Day.
10: Thousands of visitors on the grounds and a dazzling display in the sky. Before those patriotic colors were bursting in air, the campaign trail lit up with Republican candidates from the top tier and the less well-known. Asa Hutchinson running for president. Greeting primary voters in key early states. A good day, great state. In Iowa, Mike Pence walked the parade route. And a tightrope amid the 2020 election interference probe, and whether President Trump had told Pence to urge governors like Arizona's Doug Ducey to help them where they narrowly lost to
1: Biden. I was asked to check in with a few governors, uh, uh, but there was no pressure. Uh, I was simply gathering information, passing that along.
10: The former president was not on the road, leaving room for his rivals. Wow, hi guys. Got- like Florida Governor Ron DeSantis in New Hampshire.
4: Each generation's got to step up and be a custodian of freedom. Mm-hmm. I think right now is our generation's time to do that. That was NBC's Kelly O'Donnell reporting there. Now we're going to turn to the war in Ukraine. And this morning, some hints from Moscow that Russia may be open to a possible prisoner swap to free Wall Street Journal reporter Evan Gerskovich. This is President Putin spoke on the world stage for the first time since that armed rebellion just 11 days ago. Embassy's Kelly Kobiea is in Eastern Ukraine for us once again. Kelly, good morning.
2: Good morning to you, Craig. Yeah, there's an escalating war of words between Russia and Ukraine here this morning as fears rise over a potential attack at a nuclear power plant. Just one of many tensions as the Russian president is once again front and center. Trying to project an image of strength and popular support, Russian President Vladimir Putin says his country is more united than ever. Those comments coming during a virtual summit with the leaders of India and China. Just hours later, Putin seen smiling and laughing with a little girl in his office at the Kremlin. All of it coming 11 days after the armed rebellion that saw Russian Wagner mercenary fighters marching on Moscow. Wagner head Yevgeny Prigozhin has not been seen publicly since the rebellion. In a voice message posted Monday that appears to be from Prigozhin, a man who sounds like him says the march on Moscow was aimed at fighting traitors while hinting at his group's next move. In the near future, people will see our next victories at the front. It's not possible for NBC News to authenticate the audio message. Ukraine now a month into its counteroffensive against the Russians, claiming progress is being made. A top national security official tweeting Ukrainian troops are achieving their main tasks, including the maximum destruction of equipment, artillery and Russian manpower. But Ukraine is also suffering losses. 43-year-old Volodymyr, who didn't want his last name used for security reasons, told me he was injured fighting on the southern front, where Ukraine has made its biggest gains of the counteroffensive. He told me his unit made it past Russian defenses when the enemy jammed their communications. The Russians encircled us, he says, and we successfully repelled the attack. But we had a lot of wounded guys. We knew they wouldn't survive long like this, so we pulled back. Meanwhile, Russia is suggesting a possible prisoner swap could be in the works for detained Wall Street Journal reporter Evan Gershkovich. The Kremlin saying there were certain contacts with the United States about the subject, but Russia did not want to make them public. Gershkovich has been held in Russia for more than three months on what the U.S. calls bogus espionage charges. He and his employer also deny that he was a spy. The State Department has repeatedly called for his release. They say they won't comment on the details of any potential negotiations. Craig.
4: Kelly, Kobe Air for there in eastern Ukraine. Kelly, thank you. All right. Back home
5: now. Fourth of July celebrations culminated last night with spectacular fireworks shows from coast to coast. Here in New York City, the 47th annual Macy's Fourth of July fireworks brighten the skies above the East River. More than 60,000 beautiful shells and effects were launched from five barges on the water. Three million people were on hand to see the show in person. Millions more, of course, watched on TV. And take a look at this. This is the MSG Sphere in Las Vegas. Yes, the concert venue, which, by the way, hasn't even opened yet, illuminated for the first time last night with a dazzling holiday display. The Sphere's exterior features the largest LED screen on Earth.
4: That's going to be a heck of a concert Quite some
5: venue, right? Jeez.
4: I, had, I hadn't seen that before. I thought
5: the show last night here
4: in New York City was beautiful. Over on the East River? The music
7: was great. Yeah. It was a good show. Uh,
4: yeah. And I guess, Dylan Dreyer, depending on where you live, mm-hmm. you, you got a good show. Some yeah. Some folks... Tricks- I mean, I think
7: by the time eight, nine o'clock hit for most people, the rain did stop and the thunderstorms moved away and it's kind of the way it happens this time of year. You get the hot, humid days, you see some sun, then you get those pop-up showers and storms. Not everyone gets one, but they're scattered about. And that's going to be the story again today. With this cold front right through the center of the country, this is going to bring some thunderstorm activity through the plains, also through the upper Midwest later this afternoon. Chicago will likely see some of those thunderstorms. It's still fairly unsettled in the Northeast and down through the Southeast, too, so watch out for those scattered thunder, uh, thunderstorms and showers to pop up. This cold front, though, is significantly going to drop our temperatures. So we'll go from 90s down into the 60s across the northern plains. But more record heat is going to build right back in along the West Coast. And that's your latest forecast.
4: All right, Dylan. Thank you. Thank you. Coming up. The sharks didn't take a holiday off. No, no. Some new shark sightings and attacks at America's beaches over the fourth. Sam Brock on Shark Watch.
6: Yet again, another week, Craig, and another round of shark sightings, including a wild scene out of the Pensacola area that honestly looked like a movie, a dorsal fin bobbing in and out of the water as the shark is swimming around the people that were out there. We'll have more on what happened and a spate of scares coming up right after this. All right. Thank you, Sam.
5: Plus the rivalry between tech titans Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg escalating once again with Facebook's parent, launching a new app to take on Twitter. But will it really deliver? We'll take a close look at threads. But first, this is Today
1: on NBC. Hey, it's Mel Robbins. Let's cut to the chase. There is a change you want to make right now, but you're waiting to feel motivated. You don't need motivation. You've got me. You can change your life anytime you want. And when you're ready... The Mel Robbins Podcast is here to help you with inspiration and simple science-backed tools to help you create a better life. Listen to me, and you'll feel motivated, all right. Listen and follow The Mel Robbins Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.
9: When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Back now at 730 on July 5th, 2023, with
5: Savannah and Hoda taking some well-deserved time off. Our weekend today, co-worker Peter Alexander joins us this morning. And we have, as you see here, an amazing crowd. Uh,
4: First, though, that increased alert at beaches all over the country. It comes as more suspected shark attacks were reported here in New York. And a string of sightings that have a lot of beachgoers hesitating to even dip a toe in the water. For what you need to know and what you can do to stay safe, we brought in our resident expert, Sam Brock, on Shark Watch for us this morning down in Miami. Sam, good morning.
6: Craig, good morning. Can you blame them for having some hesitancy about getting into the water? While millions of Americans, Craig, were just enjoying their July 4th weekend at the beaches and relaxing, it appears the sharks were not taking a break. And it is hard to overstate how scary the scene was in Navarre Beach, that's in the Pensacola area, where a shark was making its way through an entire group of swimmers. At the same time, a trio of incidents on July 4th on Long Island. That makes five incidents in just two days. (laughs) Shark sightings along the east coast, sending shockwaves. In a familiar scene in Florida, a shark in the Pensacola area darted around swimmers and sent them rushing to dry land earlier this week as folks on the beach were screaming, get out of the water. Looks like we got a hammerhead shark. Another ferocious fish spotted off the coast of Surfside in the Miami area. A hammerhead seen crashing Independence Day celebrations, swimming just feet from the busy shore. And farther north, three suspected attacks as people pack the beaches on Long Island for the holiday. Officials say two men in their 40s and a 50-year-old woman are the latest victims from separate shark bite incidents. All three were taken to nearby hospitals and treated for non-life-threatening injuries. Just hours earlier, New York State Park officials temporarily closed a nearby beach to swimmers after spotting a school of sand tiger sharks in the water. This 40-mile stretch of Long Island's coastline, now the site of five suspected shark attacks in just two days. Come to the side. That comes less than a week after another close encounter with paddleboarders in a hammerhead that was in the waters between the Bahamas and Florida. Uh, All of it, peaking paranoia for beachgoers.
7: Yep, that's a great white, and then somewhere probably a pterodactyl. I don't know, guys. Trying to enjoy my day, but I
6: can't. Despite the rise in fears...
0: I don't go more than
11: up to my waist because of all the sharks.
6: Unprovoked shark attacks are incredibly rare. According to the University of Florida's International Shark Attack File, Florida still reports the most unprovoked bites in the U.S., but nationwide, both fatal and non-fatal shark bites are less common than they've been in the past. Still, those running the parks in New York say more sharks have recently been swimming closer to shore, putting lifeguards on high alert ready to raise any red flags, all to prevent a potentially perilous attack.
4: Wow! All right. Uh, Sam Brockforce there. Sam, thank you.
6: Now
3: to the social media wars heating up with a new competitor stepping up to challenge Twitter. Mark Zuckerberg's meta, formerly Facebook, is set to launch its own app tomorrow. It's called Threads, but some are already calling this one the Twitter killer. NBC's Aaron McLaughlin is following that thread for us. Aaron, good morning.
12: Peter, good morning. That's right. The app will be available tomorrow and it looks like users can link it directly to their Instagram account. It's the latest salvo in the battle between billionaires Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg. And get this, they may actually physically fight each other. It's the battle of the billionaires after Elon Musk recently challenged Mark Zuckerberg to a potential cage match. And Zuckerberg agreed. The two have yet to physically face off. But the source of their dispute, Zuckerberg's company Meta, is now entering the ring to take on Twitter.
6: I kind of I enjoy being doubted.
12: Announcing the launch of a direct competitor, Threads. The app, which appears to emphasize public conversations, much like Twitter, already showing up in Apple's App Store for users to download on Thursday. Photo previews suggest users will be able to log in using their Instagram account.
7: Meta is the biggest social media company in the world. They can take this to their users, their existing user base, and leverage that.
12: The number of users on Instagram worldwide? Two billion compared to some 300 million on Twitter and buzz is building on social media. Threads is launching amidst an earthquake at Twitter. Since Elon Musk bought the platform last year, he's changed the verification process, charging $8 for blue check marks, overhauled the layout that determines what tweets users see. And just days ago, imposed limits on how many tweets users can read per day. Musk, for his part, is not modulating his controversial takes. Say.
4: I'll say what I want to say, and if, 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 uh The consequence of that is losing money, so be it. It's
12: caused many users and advertisers to flee the site, triggering a flock of new challengers scrambling to offer an alternative like Blue Sky and Mastodon. And new social media platform Spill aiming to serve diverse communities was number four in the free app store on Tuesday. But users on all those platforms remain relatively few. And now Meta is entering the fray
7: the timing could not be more perfect because everyone's pissed off at twitter elon musk has left an opening in the social media landscape and meta mark zuckerberg always likes an opening
12: Now, there is concern in the tech world that Meta could collect even more personal data than Twitter, ranging from financial information to your health and fitness, Twitter founder Jack Dorsey even weighing in online. Meta does have a long history of privacy concerns, but an expert I spoke to said if you're already using Facebook or Instagram, policies will likely be similar. We reached out to Twitter and Meta for comment, but have not heard back
3: peter mclaughlin yeah. thanks so much i think a lot of people will be open to some alternative to Twitter right now right
4: yes I think so i pre-downloaded sure. thread did, did you yeah i've already done it, So it's what we sure. need now more social media more social that's right <laughs> still ahead here on a wednesday uh king charles set for a second coronation celebration today this time in scotland so we're going to have a live report on the events there as well as who will be there and who will not
5: But first, as more girls and women are taking the field in lacrosse, growing concern about the dangers of playing without protective gear. Stephanie Goss has a look at why some say it's getting more violent and calls to change the safety rules when we come back.
4: back now with an in-depth look at the growing concerns about the sport of lacrosse.
5: Lacrosse is one of the most popular sports in the U.S., but there are new worries over safety, particularly for women. NBC's Stephanie Goska is here with this story. Steph, good morning.
11: Hey, guys, good morning. Women's lacrosse is one of the fastest-growing sports in the country. More and more girls are playing at a young age, but as the sport has evolved, some are concerned that it is becoming more dangerous. And there are new calls to change the rules as the number of injuries goes. Goes up. There is a real elegance to women's lacrosse. It is a beautiful game. Chris Saylor coached Princeton's team for 36 years. It's just one of these sports that is beautiful to watch and fun to watch. It is also a sport that has changed a lot, including the players themselves.
9: The athletes have grown and, you know, they're now stronger, more physical, faster, quicker.
11: Yale junior Taylor Everson has been playing since she was a kid. Recently, it's kind
10: of taken a turn and become a lot more violent and physical, I would say.
12: Um,
11: Her mom's sometimes nervous on the sidelines. I started to see a lot more yellow cards, a lot more aggression. You could see the anxiety even of the parents and the stands. In the women's game, cross-checking is against the rules. Unlike the men, they don't play with a lot of protective gear because they're supposed to be far less hitting. But in a February game this year, Taylor did get hit. Hard.
10: I've gotten hit before. I don't think I've ever felt pain
11: that severe. You watch the hit from the stands. Yes. It is one of the worst feelings to see your daughter playing a game that she loves. And one minute she is standing and scoring, and the next minute she is on the ground literally hunched over at first they thought she may have cracked a rib
10: i just kept getting worse and worse and worse i was shaking at one point i felt like i was gonna pass
11: out so i was like something's probably not right carolyn everson says she called an ambulance and it was a good thing taylor had internal bleeding her kidney had been split nearly in half I never, uh, ever imagined an injury like that severe could happen from the game. Taylor was in the ICU for 12 days. And while her case was certainly extreme, there are signs women's lacrosse has become more dangerous. According to the NCAA, between 2014 and 2019, injury rates were up 22 percent during games. In the men's game, they decreased 3 percent. The Everson started a petition calling on the NCAA to make changes, including clarifying the rules, making penalties harsher, and reining in aggressive coaching. Do you think that there need to be some changes to the sport to
9: make it safer? Well, I never think it's a bad idea to look to see how you can make a sport safer or to take a, a, a really deep dive into the rules.
11: Saylor says coaches need to be held responsible for the style
9: of play. Everybody wants to win. Everyone's competitive. I think, you know, there has to be some accountability towards the rules as they're written. Taylor, are you going to play again?
11: I hope hope so. How are you going to feel Carolyn when she gets back on the field? I'm going to have a big knot in my stomach.
10: For us, we just want to create an
11: environment that is a lot safer for girls to be playing, especially younger girls. The NCAA has responded to the calls for change. The organization has proposed a number of them to be voted on this summer, including having fewer players on the field, increasing the number of penalties that get a player temporarily taken out of the game and allowing athletes to wear padded shirts for protection. But guys, unlike the the men's version of this game, it's not that physical beat each other up kind of sport or it's Mm -hmm. not supposed to be.
5: I think stories like this are a good idea.
11: It seems like a
3: no brainer that they can wear some form of padding in some way, even in case that didn't, I'm sure the person didn't intend. To, to split her. I right. no, certainly hope now.
4: Gosh. Uh, my daughter just took up lacrosse a it's few a great, months ago. It's a great sport. Well, it's, it's really it's fun, fun to safe. watch. Yeah. yeah.
7: That's an important
4: sport. Thank you. Thanks, Steph. Thank You're you, welcome. Stephanie. Mm-hmm. Time now for another check of the forecast. For that, we turn to Miss Dreyer.
7: Good morning again, everyone. Uh, we are going to see some cooler air start to settle into the Northern Plains. Temperatures today in the 60s and 70s. That'll feel a lot better than the 80s and 90s that you've been experiencing lately. We do still have the 90s, though, on the eastern side of this front. So all through the Great Lakes, the northeast, down into the southeast along the Gulf Coast. It's hot in the southwest, and we also have more record-breaking heat in the Pacific Northwest, too. Just watch out for some severe storms today, especially into the Chicago area, stretching down into the southern plain. And that's your latest forecast.
3: All Dylan, thank you. Coming up, everyone has heard of the Heimlich Maneuver, of course, to save someone from choking, but would you actually know how to do it if a life was on the line? Dr. John Torres is going to show us how to respond to that and other emergencies ahead.
1: After these messages.